Hey guys, and welcome back to the Triple Option Podcast. Not just sports, but mostly sports. Uh, just three guys hanging out, chilling. You like that? We, we have to remind them that it's not just sports. <laughs> it's not just sports, but mostly sports. Clean sports. <laughs> clean sports. This is a clean podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at T Option Podcast and hit that subscribe button so you know when another episode comes available. I'm bringing my two guys. You already heard Matt to my right and Chris is in front of me. What's up, guys? We got a lot to talk about. We can start out. Let's. I know that we want to get into one subject. It's kind of like the meat on the bone. Let's wait on that. But let's talk about our uh, softball game yesterday. Yeah. What, are we, what? I don't even know what our record is now. I, it's either five and two or six and two. Something like that. Something and two. Really good. It's really good. Really good. I think we either got to be in second or third place in the league. So I think there's somebody that's obvious first place. And then the team we play on Thursday is uh, is going to be the big game to see. They beat us before, and they're probably going to be the second place team unless we beat them on Thursday. Which there's some rumors that we're going to be down some players. Chris, did I hear that you're probably not going to play Thursday? Uh, most likely. If we're in a, a bad situation, I might can uh, swing it. But I have other obligations. I, Priorities, I'm, Chris. I'm on a kickball team that plays on Thursdays, and I signed up for softball on Mondays, not Thursdays. How and dare you? So, How but, dare you? But I will say, the softball team is undefeated when I don't show up, so it might be a good thing if I don't. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, the, the, the games that I've been there that we lost were against the number one and the number two team, so maybe we are just the third best team in the league. In the regular season. Don't say that. I, I want to be the second best team. I don't think we can be the first best. <laughs> but we got a chance. We, we played the other team pretty close. So I think we got a chance on that team. It, it is going to stink because it is on a Thursday and our normal games are on Monday. And we are going to be down a couple people. So hopefully we can recruit some good players. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check with the salt of my, my kickball team and see if, uh, if they're going to have enough players and it seems like they don't need me, then I'll, I'll probably just swing by and do the softball. All right. All right, let's get into real sports. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We are very important. Everybody cares about our softball team. <laughs> That's right. All right. Georgia versus Auburn. Honestly, it was a boring game until, what, the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, I got g- excited. I'm going to be honest. I gave up on it, and then I kind of checked my Twitter a little bit, and one of our close buddies tweeted, whoa, we're on a 14-0 run. And I was like, no way. No way they're on a 14-0 run. Yeah, they didn't and score I, any any points the whole game until the fourth quarter. And uh, I've been hunting a lot of the weekend, so I missed the first half of this game. But I caught the end. It was a lot of fun to watch. Bo Nix finally did something fourth quarter. Now, he had some, still had some passes that he missed. Uh, that accuracy is still still a problem. We'll see if that gets better in the coming years. But um, but. They, I really thought there at the end that we were going to see some Auburn magic. The way it was going, I was just like, oh, it's going to happen. They're going to pull it off. But Georgia got the stop. So did y'all watch the first half, though, Brentley? I, I did not. You did not? Okay, so at the did you at the end of the first half, Gus Malzahn calls a timeout after Georgia ran a play. This is with maybe two minutes left, roughly. He was trying to get um, a little bit too cute and trying to get the ball back. So he calls a timeout and stops the clock for Georgia so they, they can save their timeouts. And Georgia ends up going down there and scoring a touchdown, which was a big momentum swi- uh, switch and it... Um, 
also that that's the difference in the game with seven points. Well, that's only cute if it doesn't work out. If you actually get the ball back, you know, it's it's a good play. But if you don't play defense, I mean, have you seen Auburn's offense? I don't really. I don't buy into them trying. However, to get down. the times that they did score, they scored in a hurry there at the end. I mean, they were they were moving the ball down pretty quick. You know, that, that's also I was going to bring that up too. They scored all their points when Georgia was up with a with a decent sized lead. And they were just playing prevent, and he they were just you know just dinking and you dunking. You know, you so. say that the times when I was watching though, Georgia was bringing the blitz. There was quite a few times that they were bringing the blitz, and Auburn was picking it up. I thought that offensive line did really well on those drives that they drove down and scored. So, but yeah, I think you're right. I think I mean, Georgia wasn't playing too hard a defense, but but they weren't. I mean, they weren't super prevent for sure. Yeah, with a lead, it's it's easy to call those all out blitzes and just have your guys you know playing play in a zone and on the back back end of the field. But I guess the main thing I took away from this game is, I mean, you have to be sick to be being an Auburn fan. That, that defense is lights out, and you're holding almost every team under 21 points, and that, that should be good enough to win a ball game. Their offense just can't score more than 21. Yeah, and for Gus Malzahn to be this offensive guru, and it looked like all that worked for them was the slant. Like, all game, that's all that worked was the slant. And then they, what, they ended up, like, going away from it, like, third quarter all third quarter i don't even think they threw what like one or two slant passes yeah it's just really confusing they started running a lot of the rpo stuff which that's kind of gus's deal he likes to run the rpo and it was working and then it just vanished and it seems like that's what's happened all season long in their big games you know it's funny you say that (laughs) that about the defense being so good should be enough to win them games that's exactly what happened to us last year and we had (laughs) we had the best defense in the country and we lost five games and and they're gonna lose uh probably not five games i think they have a little bit better offense than we did but joe moorhead was supposed to be an offensive guru and he couldn't do anything on offense last year for us so you know, somebody made the comment, defense wins championships. Well, not if you don't have an offense. <laughs> ba- Baylor, Oklahoma. Did y'all watch any of that game? Yeah, I watched a good bit of it. Jalen didn't look too good, I didn't think. He had a lot of, a lot of mistakes, especially, well, at least in the first half for sure. The second half was a different story. It looked like the total opposite teams. Baylor started out real strong and then just died. Oklahoma started out slow and, and they pushed through and, and took care of it. But usually it's flip-flop. They're usually... Yeah, I mean, Baylor Baylor was destroying them. And yeah, like you said, Jalen was making some really, really bad mistakes um, in that first half that that aided their, their score, uh, Baylor's. But Baylor was running right through Oklahoma's defense. And then they just they made some adjustments at halftime, apparently, because Baylor, Baylor couldn't do anything. They scored, what, three points in the second half, even though they scored 28 in the first? Zero points, second half. Oh, they, I thought they scored a field goal. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't it twenty one three at one point at the half? Wasn't it thirty one ten at half? Oh, was it thirty one ten? Okay, I thought final score is thirty four to thirty one. But uh, C D Lamb didn't play, but obviously he plays offense and not defense. Their Oklahoma's defense is horrible, but their offense can. I mean, they just outscore people. That's how they win, and they just need their defense to get a, a stop here or there, and they sh- and and they're going to win a game, win the game. You might mess up my statistic that I was going to share now. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. The, the statistic that I saw today, somebody posted, was that the offensive coordinator for Baylor was the Atlanta Falcons head coach, or not head coach, one of the coaches for the Atlanta Falcons, and Baylor went up 28-3, to three, <laughs> and then they lost, <laughs> just like the Falcons did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I thought that, that was pretty funny statistic. Well, one, one of the things I was going to say about not just this, but the Big 12, they're a bunch of average to above average teams, all of them. 
is, is what I've decided. No, none of them are elite. And there's a lot of, I mean, they're not terrible, but they're, they're not good either. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's probably the closest to being elite, but they just don't have a defense. Like, none. Not even an average defense. So, did everybody watch the boat sink? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, I was, man, I was so on board with rowing the boat. I like PJ Fleck. And, man, I was kind of, dis- I was actually really disappointed to see, out of all people, you come you come, and you, you get a big win with Penn State, and then you get sunk by Iowa out of all out of all teams. I, d- I didn't watch much of that game, but I should have stuck with my Iowa pick. <laughs> I swapped it right at the end, and I just knew it coming after that big win in Penn State that I was going to pull off pull off the upset, but they, they couldn't keep it together. I, I don't know what else to say about that one. Got anything else on that, the Iowa game? No, n- nothing really. Yeah, that's a big loss for Minnesota. That kind of hurts their playoff, what playoff chances they possibly could have had, but now they're... Yeah, they're out. They're, they're completely out. out. They, they can they still play Wisconsin later in the year, and the winner of that should go and pro- most likely play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. But even if they win that, they, I don't think they have enough. Their schedule is just too soft for them to get recognized by the playoff committee. One one uh, other game I did want to mention, um, Wake Forest at Clemson. <laughs> Wake Forest was supposed to be decent. I mean, they had been. I mean, they've been playing pretty good. They lost, I think, to Virginia Tech last week. But they got obliterated by Clemson. And uh, I don't know if it says a whole lot about them because I don't know how good Wake Forest really is, but it's just another thing to show that nobody in the ACC is good besides Clemson. <laughs> right. Now, I will say this about Clemson. I, me personally, I think they're going to win the championship th- this year. I, I think they start off slow, but now th- nobody's nobody's talking about them. They they have a top five defense. Their offense is, is, is fine. It just Trevor Lawrence just needs to get it together, and I think which I think he has. I, he had a couple of bad games early on but after that he's he's um calmed down and he's taking control of the offense and they have an elite running back so elite running back elite defense and elite quarterback i i think they're going to sneak up on a lot of people because because of the the weak schedule they play i think everybody thinks that they're not as good as they really are all right i don't want to talk so much about the game because it was very lopsided unfortunately matt but um more interested. I was on, very surprised. I was. I'm more interested in what you guys think about the whole Tua incident and his hip and and everything like that. So I mean, you already said it, right? He's going to Oklahoma. <laughs> this is the Mac Jones show. It it is the Mac Jones show now. Uh, I don't. As much as I wanted to to drag that out, um, trying to make this a lighter subject. Uh, yeah, I, he is probably going to the NFL. Even though he does have one more year to play, uh, he will go to the NFL. If if rehab will allow it, we were talking about that today. A lot of people, a lot of Bama fans at work, of course, and everywhere here. But uh, I don't know that he will. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know him, but I tend to think maybe he'll come back. Just with him being hurt, have two ankle injuries, and then this hip injury, I can see him wanting to show the NFL scouts that he is not injury prone, that he can still play after this big hip injury. I can see him coming back. I, I just, I can see. In the NFL, people being scared to draft him because of the injury issue. And I think if he comes back and shows that he's he can play, that might be, I mean, maybe that'd be enticing to him. I just don't he doesn't have anything to prove though. He's already shown that he is an elite pocket passer and somewhat Was. of a somewhat of a dual threat. I still don't think he has anything to prove, because uh, he can easily do that in the NFL combine or even at like a like a scouting report, like we're going to get into a little bit later for an individual, but it's more of a risk for him to go to go back for another year in college because his 
his health report is not going to get any better. It can only get worse. So his injury report is going to still say two ankle, two ankle surgeries, a hand surgery, and a major hip surgery, and could even be something more. You don't know. For our sake, I hope he goes. <laughs> I think there's absolutely no way that he comes back. He, he I know he he has slipped a little bit in some of the experts' drafts, but after the LSU game, he he dropped out of the the number one spot, and I think a lot of people have him projected mid first round now. Which if you get a first round grade, you go. And there, I mean, if you you think about it, I don't know how long it takes for the hip to 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 heal, but you have two choices: you can stay at Alabama and you can rehab at Alabama, or you can go to the NFL, rehab in the NFL, and get paid. And the the logical thing to do is to get paid while you're doing your rehab. I think they said it's going to be roughly eight months before he is I guess 100% that's kind of like the timeline but it's still a mental mental thing uh, getting back into it I know Tua is extremely uh, strong mentally and in his faith and things like that Um, I could I I know a lot of people are really rooting for him, which is really great. Like everyone, even Auburn fans and Mississippi State fans, they uh, hit the cowbells while he was getting carted off. Uh, everybody's praying for him and, and hoping that he he comes back. And it's just a really major hurdle mentally to get over something like that. And he's already accomplished your goal as a college athlete, and that's win a national championship. So he, he's done everything that he could possibly want to do at Alabama. It's, it's his, his time. And if anything, it might help him a little bit. He might actually go to a better team now i mean i was, yeah, I was I heard, hearing something i heard the, that too that uh i was hearing i saw something on the internet and they were joking around saying with a 30 second pick the patriots take to a <laughs> <laughs> but he's got to beat out Jarrett. i don't know if he could do that <laughs> what did you what did you guys think about him still being in the ball game at that point i think it was a really obviously obviously it was a really costly mistake i don't know if anybody else paid attention i asked a co-worker this but he didn't even buckle his chin strap well you say buckle but they have these new things where they just pull them tight but if you looked he just slipped his helmet on his his chin strap wasn't buckled or anything so it was just kind of like he was going in as a warm-up and and then all that happened that's how his helmet came off because it wasn't strapped down i don't know what was said in the huddle because it looked like mac wasn't mac jones in the huddle he was warmed up ready to go in the huddle and then tua came over and talked to Nick and they kind of laughed a little bit and then Tua went in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I saw that they're wanting him to practice the two minute offense or, or he was maybe. I don't know what the deal with that was. I, I mean, I understand it. I mean, he probably shouldn't have in hindsight, but if he didn't get hurt, nobody cares. Right. Uh, I mean, that's a good thing to practice is that two minute offense and, and doing it in real time. I mean, you pra- usually you practice it every day, but to do it in real time in a real game. Um, Honestly, I think what happened was it, I think kind of like the two minute thing was, I hate to say this, but kind of like a cover up, like he wanted to do a two minute, blah, blah, blah. Tua is an athlete. Any kind of athlete doesn't want to sit on the sideline. They want to play. Tua was having an amazing game and he was fired. He was fired up. He wanted to play. He felt good. And he, want, he just wanted to continue to play. I think he really wanted to run the score up on us just because he was a terrible... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, like you were saying, the two, practicing the two-minute drill, you can run it in practice, but you can't emulate the, the an actual game situation. So I do understand that. I do think it's kind of a cover-up, but I think I think the original game plan was probably to play him the first half and then sit him the second half. And I mean, you can't predict injuries. He he came... If you believe what Coach Saban said, he said that he was, he was healthy and that's why 
why he played. So there's no reason to necessarily pull him, pull him out early because you have no, you have no, that was a freak accident. You have no idea that that's going to happen. His, he said his ankle was, was fine. And that's, that was your big concern. It's, it could have happened to anybody. You know, I don't know why we're not talking about the biggest story of this game is the second half three to nothing guys alabama only won three to nothing in the second half so <laughs> that is true and that mississippi that, state defense is stingy and that is something that <laughs> alabama fans are probably not happy about because mississippi state has a decent defense but auburn has an amazing defensive line yeah i didn't really watch it I'm just, <laughs> and we do not have an amazing defense no I, i'm pretty sure i left at halftime to go hunting but it, whatever. I mean, we'll see how Mac Jones does. I don't know. Three nothing is a big story because uh, you know Alabama. That means Alabama hit a field goal. But yeah, so Mac Jones, I, I, he's not Tua, obviously, but he, he was recruited by SEC schools, so he, he, it's not like he's a bad, a bad quarterback. He has the receivers around him, and you have to beat Auburn for to give Alabama a chance in the playoffs. And it, in Auburn, are you know, I would say Auburn's probably the best defense Alabama will play all year. And if he can handle that defense, then I think he can handle any defense in the college football playoff. And and I think if he can, ha- if he handle, he shows that he can handle. Auburn that will show the playoff committee or at least give them something to think about instead of just you know pushing Alabama to the curb because two is not there I mean Ohio State won a national championship with their third string uh, uh, quarterback after JT Barrett got hurt and um, that's the only proof you know that that shows that you, you don't really know what, what the backup is obviously you believe that he's not Tua but that doesn't mean it's a huge drop-off All right, real quick, your biggest winner, Matt. The Atlanta Falcons, two weeks in a row, after coming being one and seven, you know they beat uh, the Saints last week, and then they beat the Panthers this week. Two two teams in their division, and they whooped them both, really. So that's my winners, my, my winner. Mine, real quick, Lamar Jackson. He is killing it, killing it. He needs it. He needs MVP. He needs to win the MVP. A little bit of an overreaction, but no, not even a hot take. You are a Lamar Jackson hater, aren't you? I, I'm not. I just I just want to back up. I mean, he, we've had two amazing weeks, and I think he's great. But I just just give him a little time. Let's see let's see what it does. At the end. Yeah. He's, well, I want to pump the brakes on that. I, I think that he. He is going to have an amazing season this year, and I'm a little afraid that it might just be one of those one-year wonder type deals. And until everybody gets gets the playbook out on him, he has he's got a he's playing behind a really good defense and an excellent run game. As long as they stay ahead, then he's good. I don't know if he can lead a comeback because he he's just not quite there passing the ball. Yard haters, Lamar Jackson. What's your biggest winner, Chris? Biggest winner is the Pac-12. With with uh, the whole situation, I think they're the biggest winners That because Utah and Oregon should win out, and most likely they're going to play in the Pac-12 championship. And I would say the winner, winner of that is probably going to be that fourth team, unless Georgia beats LSU. If Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game, then Georgia and LSU will probably get in. That will bump them down. So that's to me, that's kind of the only – scenario that the Pac-12 doesn't get somebody in unless unless they blow unless they get a unless they suffer a huge upset you got any more winners Matt I had one the South Carolina punter did y'all see that uh-uh <laughs> I just thought it was so cool and awesome play so I it, they ended up losing the game like beat by Texas A&M but this dude going to punt the ball right before half and Texas A&M comes to block and he's going to kick the ball and it's for sure going to be blocked the guy's right in front of him instead of kicking it 
He just pulls it down, sticks it behind his back, and just runs for a first down past all the like five Texas A&M I defenders. Did, I did see that. I it did was, see that. It was awesome. It said uh, punter calls his own, calls his own number. Yeah, and he like jukes the guy and runs for. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty. That was pretty slick. It was slick, dude. And uh, that was. Imp- I mean, like it wasn't called. He was just like, I'm gonna get blocked. Let me make a play. And he made a play and got a first down um, and it ended up saving him a touchdown. Anyways, I thought that was awesome. That was cool. So he's I saw that. You got any more, Chris? Uh, Georgia beating Auburn. That clinched them the SEC East title. So nothing big, but that's, you know, they already clinched it. All right, losers. Chris, you want to go for your loser real quick? The only one I really have written down is Alabama into a, that, that's just a, that's a big loss. Yeah, it's huge. Mine, mine is Minnesota. Sunken ship. Wah, wah, wah. I got I got a couple. Go Van, Vandy. They announced today that they are going to keep Derek Mason. Oh, what? <laughs> yes, I did not hear that. You know, I just I was just looking at defense, and they're like they're like way at the bottom there as far as defense, and that's that's his calling card is defense. So I, I don't know what they're thinking. They need. I mean, I don't know who you're going to get for Vandy to be honest. But that's that's a, I, now that I think of it, there are so many better teams out there that are looking for uh, for. Uh, coaches uh, you got florida state you've got arkansas possibly auburn but that's always that's all that's always i mean i don't think that should be an excuse i mean y- you're going to be a stepping stone school no matter what it's just the way it is but if you can get like kind of like a memphis get some good guys in there um it just seems silly to not to try i mean maybe he'll do a little bit better next year but he's not getting you more than six seven wins ever true uh texas texas lost to iowa state we didn't talk about that but that was a close one they lost uh Game game winning field goal by Iowa State there at the end. I, I was like I said, bunch of average teams um, that can beat anybody in, any week. And Texas, we thought was going to be good, and they're six and four now. Um, and they they play Baylor this week, so they could lose another one. In uh, my last two, Jameis Winston and Philip Rivers, they are second and third in passing yards. Do y'all know who the first in passing yards in the NFL is? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Dang right it is. <laughs> So, but they're, but they're second and third in passing yards, but they have more interceptions than anybody. Jameis has 18 interceptions and Phillip Rivers has 14. They both threw, I think, four picks this week. They're just turnover machines and, and they're, they're losing game. I mean, Jameis, they throw over a bunch of yards, but if you keep throw a bunch of turnovers, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I think Rivers has seven interceptions in the last two games. Yeah, yeah, his stats were bad. You got any more, Chris? Uh, I was going to say Texas, uh, but Matt Matt took that. And that's, you know, we, we were completely wrong on them. We, we thought that they were going to, it was going to be either them or Oklahoma, and Texas has just completely fallen off. Yeah, we thought Texas is back, but obviously not. They still got some work to do. All right. So, uh, what do we call this thing again? The triple option wager. Oh, yeah. The triple option wager. <laughs> so, how, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> long a time. 14 weeks. 14 weeks. So, Chris got the Iowa-Minnesota game right, and we both picked it wrong. And we all got the Auburn-Georgia game wrong. Bunch of idiots picked Auburn. Um, so, the tiebreaker between us is the passing yards of Bonex since we both got it wrong. Whoa, whoa, wait. I thought we were doing the score first. Do you want to do the score first? That's because, what you That's what well, you said. Well, we both said. picked Auburn, so I feel like 
I mean, we can look at the score. I don't know, what was the score? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter. That's kind of yeah, what I was thinking. Be, yeah, it'd have to be the pass. That means I lost because... How many how many passing yards? So I, so I said you said 205, and I said 245. How many passing yards do you think Bo Nix had? 245. 245. <laughs> Dang right. <laughs> oh, right on the money. So does that mean I lost? That do you know how many not? times he <laughs> threw the ball? Oh, they didn't like throw a 55. lot. 55. 50. 50? I know it was a lot. I mean, That's he, crazy. he had to at the end of the game, but... All right, go ahead and shuffle them up. Matt, <laughs> if you, if he would put him over there, <laughs> is there any point in shuffling them? Um, no, I don't. I don't know. Not really. Not really. I don't. It's for the audience. <laughs> All right, they're good. One hot sauce. Okay. Oh, man, this thing's hard to get out. That's what she said. <laughs> Family friendly. Is that a Jabba the Hut thing? What is? What is that? It's a flash drive for our podcast so i can give it to chris so he can uh, edit it a job of the hut flash drive i love it except he needs to be fatter he looks not fat enough he just has a really big head is this good guys yes yeah, that looks good to me all right bottoms up hot sauce about 15 is that milliliters yes sure all right here it goes Ooh, it's like real vinegary at first like when it first hits your tongue this is a lot hotter than the last one we had i feel like I don't know. I've, I've only lost it once. <laughs> Matt. <yeah. laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've tried. Whew. I don't remember. So just uh update on the records. Chris is 41 and 15 and uh, we are 39 and 17. What? Your fate? Your f- That's not right. That's not right. Hold on. Let's try again. That's what we were last week. Chris is 45 and 16 and we are 42 and 19. There we go. We're three back. Okay. Not too many games left, though. Two weeks. All right, guys. First game to pick this week is a tough one. Arkansas versus LSU. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say it. I had to say it. I did see that... that, um I think this is the largest SEC or largest spread in SEC history between two like SEC 60 schools. 60 and a half like points? 40, 44. 44. ESPN what? has it at 44 I, points. If I was a betting man, I would totally put money on LSU. <laughs> that is not enough points. 44 point spread. That's, I'm, that's I'm unbelievable. You, it should be at least 60 and a half. But here's the problem is their defense is, is so bad that they could give up 21, 25, you know, they, 21, 24 points I'm, against Arkansas. I know we're get, getting on a tangent but if if i recall they they let ole miss go 500 yards on them we did i don't know what ole miss did but i know we did we went over 500 we were like 600 that's crazy all right uh sorry just that was a joke crazy is it a joke we're not we're not really picking (laughs) that i mean if anybody wants to pick arkansas you need to get off this podcast okay um i'm gone All right, for real. First game, Tennessee versus Missouri. Uh, I'm going to go Tennessee. I have not even looked at this game. I'm also going to take Tennessee. Is it, is it at Tennessee? No, it is at Missouri. I'm pretty sure. Isn't uh, Kelly Bryant out? I thought I saw something where he was out. Uh, not that I know of, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, actually, let me let me change that. I'm going to go Missouri. I, I'm going to just go with the home team. To me, that just seems like a toss-up game. It is. And I just want, I'm going to go with the home team. Uh, Tennessee's been playing a lot better, but I think Missouri probably finds a way to win. I just don't like Missouri. Missouri is actually favored by four points, which I guess at home is not much. But I do not like Missouri. I, they, I guess they kept some of their games close with their defense. But Tennessee's playing much better, and I don't like Missouri. So, Tennessee. All right. SMU versus Navy. I'll be honest. Navy did not look good against Notre Dame. 
I think a lot of people are hoping, hoping that they would give them a run for their money uh, during that game. I, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go SMU. Uh, they had a, they had a tough loss against Memphis, and I think they can I think they can you know build back up and, and beat Navy. I'll take the triple option, going with Navy at home, and the triple option is is a different animal, and I think that SMU won't be able to defend it, and that'll also slow the game down. It'll slow SMU, SMU's uh, high powered offense, and I'm gonna take Navy. All right, I am gonna go SMU. Uh, I just think. I'm not. I'm trying not to let the game last week against Navy Navy Notre Dame affect me too much. But I just think I was looking at it. SMU is not ranked after losing to Memphis, um, and Navy is still ranked, which uh, I don't know how that works. But anyways, I think they've lost two games, and SMU's only lost one. So I'm gonna go SMU. I don't know how I feel about you picking the same teams I'm picking. <laughs> well, I'm feeling I'm feeling good picking opposite of you yeah. guys. So I'm, I'm either gonna make up a lot of ground, or I'm gonna. Yeah, get a we, lot, we could make up a lot of ground, Brantley. This yeah. could, we could be tied here at the end. All right, uh, Texas A&M versus Georgia. It, no contest. I think Georgia continues to beat people up. I think I think them losing to South Carolina was a fluke. Uh, I just think they caught them at a bad time. Uh, I think Georgia continues to build and uh, and beat Texas A&M. I'm also going to take Georgia. They still have playoff hopes, and uh, there's they they have no reason to have a letdown game. They they should just continue to to just dominate the rest of the season and. And hope that they beat LSU. The way your face looked, I was hoping you were going to go with A&M. Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia, too. I just think they play hard-nosed football. They're, they got a good defense, and their offense isn't flashy, but it scores enough points to win. So, Georgia. Baylor, Texas. This is a close one. This is a tough one because Baylor's coming off of a tough, tough loss where they were dominating that entire game it all depends on if he can get this team back into uh you know get their mind mind right they're, see they're oh this is <clears throat> this is a really tough one because they're both coming off some difficult losses i'm gonna go with baylor second bear i'm gonna go with baylor it is at baylor i'm also gonna take baylor I, I guess they still have they still have hopes of making it to the big 12 championship game i believe if they continue to win so i, I think they still at least have that going for them and as, as far as motivation goes, but so I'm going to go with Baylor. Yeah, I got to imagine they do. They're, they've only lost one game and everybody else has lost a bunch. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Baylor too. I can see this being close and I can see Texas winning, but they are not playing well right now. And and Baylor's just found ways to win at the end and uh, it'll be at home. So Baylor. Okay. I've never been a few, huge fan of orange or that burnt orange color anyways. So. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at... Did you black out? No, I was trying to find I was trying to find the standings for the Big Twelve. He was talking about if who's going to make the championship, and I was trying to figure. Yeah, out I've got that. it. Oklahoma six and one, Baylor six and one, Oklahoma State four and three, Iowa State four and three, Texas four and three. Yeah, so it's like for sure Baylor and Oklahoma. I think now, I guess it could technically be somebody else, but do they they play nine conference games or eight? They play two more, so that would be nine. Nope, ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game. Actually, I think it's Texas plays two more, so that would be nine. I think it's nine. Okay. Uh, next game. Game of the week. Penn State versus Ohio State. Ohio State. I don't even know what the score is going to be. Uh, 38-21 Ohio State. I'm also going to take Ohio State. Uh, I'm not sure about the score yet. I compl- I didn't really. Realize- d- it really doesn't matter, but go ahead. It doesn't? No, I mean, you have you have two different from both of us. We're the same, and you have two different. So, But you can pick the score. 30- 34-14. I got Ohio State 31-17. 
They are a 17 and a half point favorite. So how do you and Brantley compare? I think we have the exact same picks. Yeah, yeah he's got 38. He's got the higher score. So he's got 38-21. I got 31-17. So I guess what you're saying is it's between... It, so if we get them completely right, then then you're out. Actually, that's but, not true because if we get if you get one right and we get one right, then it, it will matter on the score. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll probably either get both of them right or both of them wrong, to be honest. I have no idea what to expect with Matt's trivia, but go ahead. I have great trivia. How many questions you I got for two. us? I have two questions. Two questions? All right. <laughs> so the state with the most FBS football teams, and how many, if you can guess that? California? Wrong. Texas? Yes. How, I, many, how many do you think they have? Honestly, I was going to say either Texas or Alabama, because Alabama has FBS. FBS. We're oh, okay. FBS. Okay. Let's see. How many do you think? Texas, TCU. Baylor, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, SMU, Rice. The Rice one? How many is that? Houston. I don't think you're going to name them all, but you're, you're, I mean, you're doing pretty good. Houston's Houston. one. There's like, what, Sam, is Sam Houston State? Is that? I don't know if that's one. That's uh, 2A. They got like North Texas and North Texas is one. I don't know. I don't have that whole list. I mean, not, not a thing. They have a, they have a ton. 12. They wow. have 12 teams. In I the think we called out, what, eight or nine? So we were, we were pretty close you're to calling them. Calling them. Uh, so Ohio is second. With eight, and then California, Florida, and North Carolina all have seven. Wow. Yo, Ohio has like five teams in the MAC. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, anyways, I thought that was, those were pretty interesting statistics. That was a good. That was a good question. I like uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, this one you, you're gonna ask. <laughs> well, I think you're gonna find this one interesting. Y'all, y'all may know more about this. This is an Alabama question. Okay. Who rejected Alabama's head coach job before Nick Saban? Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez. I did not know. And that. he's the offensive coordinator for Carolina. No, Who, I, know, I know this one. Oh, I saw him. I saw him on TV Saturday in in the box. Is it Where's Georgia? It? No, not not Georgia. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oh wow. So who? Well, in in somebody in the Chula. Somebody, somebody, Alabama ties is like a, I want to say offensive coordinator for like Carolina or something. Yeah, Mike Shulo, I don't know if he still is. He was the quarterback's coach for the Carolina Panthers. That's right. But I don't know if he's still there or not. See, since I was not an Alabama fan, I did not realize that they offered him the job first before Nick Saban, and he turned it down to go stay back at uh, West Virginia and coach. Wow. So just... Lucky, just, lucky just got for me Alabama. Thinking, so I, I pulled up on... on uh, I know, right? I, I pulled up on Wikipedia his records just to see, you know, curious what would have happened if Rich Rodriguez had taken that job and Nick Saban didn't. Uh, he was actually really good at West Virginia. He had like the last three years were 11-1, 11-2, 10-2, but then, then Michigan hired him and he was terrible at Michigan. 3-9, and 5-7, and 7-6. Seven, seven we killed them in the Bader Gator Bowl and got him fired. That was a lot of fun. And then... Uh, and then at Arizona, he was just a mediocre all the whole time. So, I mean, he's not terrible, but it, it would have been a whole different story. He wouldn't have lasted very long in Alabama. Well, so, it, sound, it sounds like an Alabama job is going to be coming up pretty soon. Alabama fans I'll are believe, not happy. I'll believe it when I – got to get rid of them. Got to get rid of them. We got to. We lost so. We lost to LSU and, and we lost to a all because of Saban. So get him out of there. Get him out. So. In all seriousness, though, I think that that is going to really weigh on him the rest of his career. He, you could just tell his in his emotions oh, yes. that that he was feeling really bad. And and I, I I talked to I know we're getting on a completely different tangent again. And I talked to a coworker and you got to be thinking Talia is there and his whole family's got to be thinking like should he stay? They've got a five star. They've got a five star quarterback coming in. 
and they got Paul two, Tyson also. I don't know who that is. He's trustful, trustful quarterback. Uh, I I can't remember Paul the Paul Bear Bryant's. Oh grandson. yeah, that's right, that's right. He's coming in, and Tua's gonna probably miss out on twenty five million dollars due to this injury. I I don't know. I just there's got to be. You know, some second second thoughts with the Tungavaloa Tungavaloa family. Anyways, that was just a little quick tangent. Sorry. Right, we're going to toss it around to just a little bit. Kind of, We've got some what is you doings. Uh, I think Matt wants to fill you somebody. And we're going to just kind of you know throw it around a little bit. I know what is you doings. We've got Colin Kaepernick. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. And what was the other one? Oh, the Astros. Astros. That's right. That's right. Chris wanted to talk about the Astros. Chris, tell us about the Astros. So I don't have much research on this. Um, you might want to try to pull it up just for to fact check me. But so basically, the year that it, well, the at least the year that the Astros won the World Series, which I, which I think was two years ago, 2017, they were allegedly they were stealing signs and they were they had ca- a camera like scouts in the outfield stealing the signs and then relaying them into their dugout and they, if it was a change up or an all speed pitch they would bang on a trash can or they would make some kind of they would what yes it was something i was trying to, i was wondering how they would relay the message to the batter so i'm sure if you if you've been watching uh looking around on the internet there's a lot of a lot of memes and and gifts out there that of of, of the Houston Astros you know they're still in the signs and then and it has all all these funny things where people are hitting trash cans and and banging the roof of the dugout with a bat and stuff like that <laughs> but and so now i guess they're trying to figure out or i guess if they most people want to know you know what's going to happen to them will they strip the title or or what you know what what will the punishment be and so that's that's pretty much all i've got on that i haven't really read too in depth on it so they had it they had a camera they're doing this with. Is that what they're talking about? Yes. So, so it's. A, I think it's a little. Some people are okay if if the runner on second base still signs because if you can if you can still the signs that way, then I get some people think that that's that's legit. Well, but well, using technology is, I guess, a little, against the little rules. bit of. A, so, I mean, that's what you're taught in baseball. I mean, when we were in high school, that's what I mean. You get on second base, you're looking to see if you can steal the other signs, and and that's exactly what we did. And so, if you if you knew it was an off, you stole the signs, and you knew it was an off speed pitch you look back to second or if you knew it was a fastball you look look over at third base uh to let the batter know so that's not like it's something new but with the technology i guess is is the thing yes and i guess as a as a pitcher and a catcher if nobody's on second base you're not thinking that you need to do multiple signs you're just putting the one down or you're you know wiggling the fingers for the change up or putting a two down for a curveball so you, yeah yeah that, you don't have your see. guard up and, and so if somebody's in the center field with the binoculars they can see the signs and it doesn't take much to know what the what number one is. And Heck, you could just be watching the daggum television most of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can see how that. I mean, because that's what you're taught as a catcher as well. I mean, you don't you don't change your signs until somebody gets on second usually, and that's when you go to you know different signs. So yeah, that's that's a big deal. I mean, that's a huge deal um, for a batter. Well, when I played, I played catcher, and we had like like you used like a sequence. Yeah, and I, I but I, but for us, it was only when you're on second when somebody was on when somebody was on base. I think it's usually what it was. See, we did we just did a sequence always. All yeah, and apparently the way this all came out is a former Astros pitcher said something 
about it. And and that started raising questions and people people on the internet started really running with it and checking, trying to really check to see if they could hear the sounds in the dugout of, you know, somebody hitting a trash can you on know, a change up. And that really makes me wonder, surely they're not the only ones doing this. No. I, I, I guarantee you there's got to be other teams that do doing this. If if is there a rule like an actual rule against it, or have they made one? I, I mean, I want to say that there is a rule that you are not allowed to steal signs, but I don't. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's rules. I we I don't know if we talked about this. I think it was like the first week after Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, he was on the sidelines and he had his Apple Watch on, and the NFL fined him because you're not allowed to have you know any kind of technology like that on, on the sidelines because you can use it to to relay messages and other things like that. So I'm, I'm assuming there's some kind of rule in baseball that says you can't use you know, certain technologies to, to steal signs and, and other things like that. All right. What is you doing, Colin Kaepernick? You had 25 teams, 25 scouts for t- 25 different teams with press at the Atlanta Falcons Stadium just for you to show what you're made of because for three years, you've been denied. <laughs> three years, I've been ready. In three years, I've been denied. And I hear, and I heard at the last minute he didn't want to sign a waiver that every single player has to sign when they're when they're scouted I, I did see something that they changed a little bit in that waiver that part of it was somehow it was going to help them in the, in the litigation against him I don't know it was stupid either way it's stupid but if you really want to play and you're not worried about just suing and getting money go try out in front of scouts nobody's probably going to pick you up anyway nobody wants to deal with that crap unless you're amazing and he's not so it it just proves that he he's he's just wanting to be in the media he just wants to be talked about because if he absolutely wanted to play talking about he's been denied for three years he would have taken the offer of aaf the aaf offered him a position on one of the teams and he said no i want two million dollars oh really i didn't remember i didn't know our 20 million dollars it was something outrageous i just i don't understand the whole situation because he can do he can go try out for any nfl team any day of the week i don't understand why he why all of a sudden there's a certain day and and he invites all the teams and i don't even know why the teams would show up if they were really interested they would call him in and bring him in for a workout and when you go for a job interview you wear your best right i mean you try to look your best you act your best what he 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 was just sitting there calling out the nfl and and just blasting the nfl that that's all he really wanted Wanted. He wanted attention. He wanted the media there. He, he had a, uh, a a shirt that that had the name of uh, a slave on it. Uh, you. Uh, Kunta Kinte from from the movie Roots. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't so, even know he had that shirt on. So. I mean, he may as well have just walked out there with his Fidel Castro shirt on that he had that time. It, he he just wanted he wanted to try, to try to get as many cameras so his work could be put out. If he really wanted wanted a job, then then he could have gotten one. So so this was the NFL put this on. He didn't actually put this on. This. This um, and I I saw somebody say that they were doing this as a buffer for the teams, so that when he just goes and tries out, people aren't just like attacking the team, saying you just didn't want him because of these reasons. They're taking care of the teams, I guess. But yeah, you're right. He, he just, I mean, I it's, guess in a way, if he's wanting to just up his brand, just I mean, he's gonna have his name in the in the media. Yeah, the, the I think the main thing though was that the NFL was trying to work with him so that he he couldn't come back and sue them again for more money. So they were trying to defuse it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What is you doing? Who's who was next? Miles Garrett. Oh man. Oh, do we do? I mean, I, I would put both of them on the what is you doing 
Yes, absolutely. Because it's not just Miles Garrett. Yeah. What was his name? Rudolph. Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, when he when he tackled him, he tried to yank his helmet off. Miles he Rudolph tried to yank Miles Garrett's he- helmet off while he's on top of him. And you know, I can't I can't say this for myself. I mean, I'm pretty. I have a short fuse also sometimes. But I mean, you you can't rip. I mean, one he he ripped the guy's helmet off, but you can't just tomahawk chop his helmet into his head. I mean, he seriously could have paralyzed him. I mean, that is extremely scary for someone to do something like that and ah uh, man it really disgusted me I, before before the helmet was swung everything else everything that happened before the the swinging of that helmet it's bad it looks bad but i, I kind of think that's just part of football sometimes you're you you blow a fuse like that and you you get at each other and you r- grab helmets you might throw a couple punches you shouldn't and you you will be punished for stuff like that but when you start swinging a helmet at somebody's head that doesn't have a helmet on that is that is just really disgusted me and i i think i had, i heard some people trying to defend him and saying that rudolph did this and he was instigating it well it doesn't matter if he was instigating it you that doesn't give you the right to use a helmet as a deadly weapon on somebody's head somebody's head that doesn't have a helmet on yeah i mean i t- i totally agree i mean rudolph should definitely be punished i mean he was sitting there trying to kick him in the nuts and all that kind of stuff <laughs> you see i'm going to disagree with that i i th- I, when I was watching the replay, his foot went in that direction. And whether he did or didn't, I don't think he did it on purpose. He was just trying to get him off of him. And the way his face mask was pulled, I don't know if he could if he could see anything. I think he was just kicking. Okay. Well, maybe not. Either, I want y'all, either way, I want y'all he, to fight about it right okay, now. Let's, let's fight. Let's fight right now. <laughs> sling my helmet. Anyways. No, I mean, he, he just, he looks like, I don't know. I, I just didn't like my Rudolph at all either. But I mean, it's unacceptable. I mean, what are you, it's, it's so dumb. I mean, you're, you're, you're you're one of your best players on the team you're making plenty of money and your team is actually moving the right direction and then you just kind of go and screw everybody and, and that, I mean you're screwed too because you don't lose a lot, a lot of money I, I was really surprised that Miles Garrett did that honestly because I think at the com- uh, the combine I think he scored like a 40 on the Wonderlick test like he's a very intelligent guy early just and just earlier this season he had a guy come up to him and say hey can I get a picture and was acting like he was going to get a picture and punched Miles Garrett in the face and Miles Garrett didn't retaliate so I don't, I don't know what wow the, I didn't know yeah, that's crazy I don't, so I don't know what happened for him to, well, I, to I, just and I don't think there's really much history here I don't know if this is just maybe a one time thing you know maybe we should you know Jeffrey Simmons I don't know if y'all remember Jeffrey Simmons when he first came to Mississippi State the, like the year before he like hit a girl and it was on a mobile phone and it kind of went crazy and they were like everybody was saying we should get rid of him but like after that he like never did anything wrong he was like the perfect person you know and they gave him a second chance and people said they shouldn't have and he was amazing and now he's first round draft pick so maybe this is the case but this this one is a little bit different because it's on for everybody to see so you know I, I haven't seen anything else out of him to say that he's a terrible person but that was just a really really bad act I I, I tried to play kind of like devil's advocate on this thing um, because I did see the stuff that Rudolph did uh, it, it seemed like he was trying to yank uh, Garrett's helmet off while he was laying on top of him he shouldn't have done something like that I don't know exactly if he was trying to kick him in the groin area or what the case may be but you cannot you absolutely cannot do the things that Garrett did I mean that is an extremely dangerous 
dangerous, uh, dangerous lick hitting somebody on the top of the top of the head like that. Like I said, you could easily paralyze somebody with a blow um, like that and completely ruin someone's life or change someone's life like that. It's just uh, I don't know. He might be a great, great person and and just made a completely bogus mistake because people make mistakes all the time. You know, it's just in that moment. Uh, I, I hate I hate for something like that to happen to somebody. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't condone what Mason Rudolph did. He, he did a lot of instigating. But like I said, before he slammed the helmet down on on his head, every, everything is just I mean, you could almost just say that's just part of football. You know, Mason Rudolph gets a 15. Miles Garrett gets a 15. Maybe they both get ejected. Who cares? That's it. You know, that that ends it right there. But as soon as he he, he had plenty of time to drop the helmet. I mean, he was holding that helmet for for a good, you know, 60 seconds. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, that was a long time that he could have just dropped the helmet and and everything would have been, you know, would, would have diffused. But he kept on he kept holding the helmet and then he swung the helmet and you just can't do that. So it, it's six games that it's it's really not too much. I think that's that's fair. And I'm sure he'll get heavily fined. Oh, yeah. Rudolph got thirty five thousand. Oh well, yeah. Garrett will probably get. Uh, there's probably like a hundred thousand dollars, if not more. But I don't. I don't know. I'm just blowing hot air. All right, let's move on from that. Matt, you said you wanted to fire some Betty. I gotta fire some people. First off, the reporter that farted men interview. <laughs> Did, interview was that? Is that actually true, or was it a chair? I don't know, but it sounded like a fart. It sounded. <laughs> I mean, and he kept on going like a champ. I, I'll give him that. But that was. Oh man, dude! I hope I have one when we're recording because I'm gonna just rip it. I'm just gonna grip it and rip it. Unfortunately, you probably won't hear it in the mic, but unless it's really loud, unless I get really close to my mic, you just stick your butt right in the mic. Okay. (laughs) Nobody wants to smell that on the podcast. (laughs) Anyways, he you fired because that like I don't know. I think I want to hire him. I mean, I do, but. He, what was he on CNN or something like that? They probably oh fake news, fake news, fake news. You fed uh, with your fake news. <laughs> so my last one is the Big Ten big game scheduler. Whoever schedules these Big Ten games, this is two big games: Ohio State versus Penn State and Penn State versus Minnesota, which were it, the Penn State Minnesota was was uh, one long. I mean, no, the undefeated teams that were playing, and both of the games are eleven o'clock, eleven o'clock kicks. Like, what are you, you have these? Not these could be perfect night games. Games, huge primetime games, and you put them at eleven o'clock. I get, at least the good news for them is n- there's not any other good games on. No, not at all. So, but unfortunately, we, we get to knock out all the good games at the eleven o'clock, and and we can just do whatever the rest of the I, day. I just, I, I just feel like any of the, I'm trying to think of any Big Ten games have been primetime where they can really show off, and I, I don't think there have been any. I mean, oh, they've been terrible games for the most part. Maybe Michigan, Penn State whiteout game was, um, was a night game. Who did they play? Was it Minnesota? No, no. it wasn't Minnesota. Minnesota. I think it was. Iowa. It might, I think it was Iowa. So, I mean, one or two. But, I mean, these are these are really the two biggest games, Penn State versus Minnesota and Ohio State versus Penn State, and they haven't taken advantage of it. So, yeah. you fired whoever scheduled those. I, I don't have a you're fired, but y'all did, did y'all see the the girl that got hit in the Auburn-Georgia game? Gary Daniels, you fired. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Gary Daniels might be worse than Vern. I, he, he just couldn't get anything right. But. He no, not at all. He said he he thought it was a player the entire time, and it's like he. I don't understand what he's what he's doing. Like, is he just omnipotent on on things? Because he has a screen 
he's got two screens in front of him that the game is going on and he has a producer in his ear telling him what's going on i don't know what gary was doing because he has two monitors that that we are watching basically the game on two monitors and he has a producer in his ear telling him what's going on so i don't understand like what is he doing in the booth what is you doing what is you doing and you're fired i mean a lot of people give gary daniels gary danielson grief on just like not getting the players right and making the wrong call and things like that and it's not that we are hating on him it's just that he just his broadcasting is not good i don't know but luckily the, the girl was uh i think she came to and and she's okay now i think she got a concussion and and she's gonna have a black eye uh but yeah and, and him laughing about it, it's just kind of just not a good look for cbs <laughs> anything else uh, i was gonna throw it around a little bit uh deontay wilder is defending his title again uh against ortiz he has fought luis ortiz uh before and knocked him out and uh uh, I don't I don't know why Deontay deciding to to do this but he's kind of going around uh saying that he's going to prove himself he's fighting ortiz again there's rumors that he's going to fight tyson fury but it seems like tyson fury's kind of getting out of the boxing game he's been doing some like christmas carols and wrestling wwe i don't know it's a little weird but deontay wilder is fighting this weekend i am going to try and catch it because i really enjoy watching deontay wilder fight he's not a very technical boxer but he is a very 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 heavy hitter so it will be fun to watch so i was real quick i wanted to mention we're having friendsgiving saturday yes and i've never smoked a turkey before and i'm extremely nervous about smoking this turkey so you want some tips is that what you're wanting have you smoked a turkey before one time a whole turkey so i'm an expert well our preacher told me to do something that i don't really feel comfortable talking about stuff the butt no a little worse than that it's like skulk skulk cock it's where you take the backbone out and you flatten the bird oh i didn't do that i just stuff it all in the middle the one time that i did it stuff it in a pan and stuff it all in the middle and pour coke on it well apparently if you it's called skulk cock or something something like that it's very uncomfortable to say but you take the backbone out and you split it and it's flat uh-huh. and apparently it cooks a lot better and quicker so i'm gonna try that i just the only thing that i'm worried about is finding a seasoning that everyone is going to enjoy i've got some creole to inject it, but I'm still not sure what rub to try. I mean, you're not, I mean, I just do it. Just whatever whatever <laughs> just you whatever. feel. I mean, either they're going to like it or not, so get over it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, the one time I did it, it did turn out pretty good. Okay. I, mean, I don't. Would you get it up to 170? I was thinking around 170 internal temperature. Whatever Google says. Well, 165 is cooked, but I was thinking 170 would probably be pretty good. It's been a while. I can f- give you my notes. I have notes. You have notes? Okay. I might. I try to keep notes on my smoker, what I smoke. That way I remember next time because I never remember. My, my wife makes fun of me because I just wing it every time. Yeah, I do. That's what I do. I wing it. But Kristen doesn't make fun of me. No, I don't think I... I didn't take notes that time. That's fine. The, I, I did a brisket, and I, I'm going to be honest. When I did my brisket, it wasn't that good. I got it up to about two... How long did you do it for? Two something. Long time. It was in there for a long time. Six, probably 16 like, hours? Probably. I mean, I got it up to close to 220 internal. I've done one brisket, and it turned out really well, so... S- See, it was just one of those, uh, it was already seasoned and stuff, so I didn't season it. I think if I would have seasoned it myself and put it in the fridge overnight and threw it on, threw it in the smoker, it probably would have turned out a lot better, but it was one of those like pre-marinated ones. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're very, uh, you got to take care of those briskets. How long of a process does it take, or cooking, like how long? For, for brisket, it's like... No, 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 for uh, t- for turkey. I want to say six, six, six hours-ish. I read it depends on how hot you cook it, and I think my smoker only gets to 275 which i will probably cook it at 275 so the skin gets crisp you know even if you cook it at 275 crispy skin you, you don't usually get
get that smoking. I, I have it at least, so I, I don't know that I would worry about it. But I, but I, I've been told it doesn't matter how hot you get it. It's just getting the internal temperature to where it needs to be. I heard poultry doesn't matter. Low and slow, low and slow. It it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing. 220 you want it to be about 225 to 250 degrees so 275 would be would be a speed up process that gus gus on hurry up offense <laughs> but I've, I've got an 18 pound turkey sounds uh, like a lot th- it's thawing hopefully it'll be thawed by friday i was gonna that sounds huge i was gonna um what do you call it you put it in brine it yeah i was gonna brine it overnight and then brine brine what i say brine with an m we could have deep fried it see i don't have a deep fryer i got one it see i'm just i i'm very my father my father-in-law fries turkeys and he puts that cajun seasoning injects it in them Mm -hmm. he's got some of the best turkey but i'm i'm excited about smoking it but i'm pretty nervous as well because i want it to turn out good so so where is the closest honey baked ham store in case we have to make a run. <laughs> Probably Vestavia. <laughs> I am going to bring some bacon wrapped venison, so we'll have a little bit of a backup. Man, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are just counting me out already? <laughs> what in the world? Well, we're, we're a little nervous you might end up on a segment next uh, <laughs> next week. On You're fired. <laughs> That's fine. All right, that'll do it. Like I said, it's not it's not just sports, but it's mostly sports. And we uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, listen to us. As always, you know, hit that subscribe button so you know when a episode is available. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at T Option Podcast. That'll be it. I don't even remember what episode this is. I think it's fifteen, but Four. it's up. I think it's fifteen. <laughs> I think it's fifteen, but you see it on your screen as you're listening. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Later.